Hi everyone, welcome to episode number four of Flinner Talks with your three hosts, myself, Azaria, Melina and Amber. So, last episode, what did we actually end up talking about, guys? Yeah, it was the uh, uni one, thanks to our lovely Instagram poll. Uh, we asked what you wanted to hear from us and uni life came first. Next is this episode, which is about travel. Ooh. Yeah, so today... As Melina said, it's going to be about travel. Um, it's going to be quite generic uh, about travel in general, but if you want to hear us be, be a bit more specific about what we're talking about in terms of travel and where we're talking about. So if you want us to discuss an actual country, I'd say let us know on our Twitter at Flaneur Talks or on our Instagram at Flaneur Talks Podcast. Ha self-promotion. <laughs> or even the, uh, the YouTube comment section of course of course be happy for that as well <laughs> okay so travel is quite a broad subject so we'll try and split it up a little bit um so shall we start with something relatively easy um i'll start off with amber so what are say our favorite places that either we'd like to visit or we have visited uh so my favorite places that i've been to and are up on the top of the list is obviously japan i absolutely love japan and south Ooh. korea those two i visited in 2019 now that feels like a long time ago that's been one of my favorite and i definitely want to go again um places where i'd like to visit is kind of a tough one to be honest i'd like to go to thailand um because i really like thai food mm. <laughs> We go for the food um and as well maybe australia as well just just to make it really different. it's quite far away um, i've heard that it's very sunny and i'd like to see how it's different compared to like when we have uh the northern hemisphere where we're in summer compared to them that have the southern hemisphere that are that have winter so i'd kind of like to see that and how their christmas is a little bit different to us uh, yeah, I was I was about to say I can't imagine having like a warm Christmas. Mm. Yeah, it's completely I've weird. I've got some friends. Yeah, I've got some friends who are like from the Southern Hemisphere, and they said like for them Christmas is just you like have your Christmas dinner and then you just like sunbathe or something, <laughs> and that to me just feels like completely weird. Yeah, compared to us that like have like the winter and it's really cold and we just want to be inside and next to a fire or something like that, or on the off chance that we get snow. <laughs> as well. Like this year. Yeah, yeah. for once. <laughs> God, imagine it being warm in the UK like ever. Sorry, let me let me specify. Imagine it being a relatively manageable temperature in the UK at any given time. I know that would be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mel, what about you? Places you want to visit and places you have visited that you've really, really liked? I've been to a couple of places that I really liked. I think um, I always go back to France. I really like it there. I think I prefer the rural areas to Paris, but I do like Paris and I do like the city life. It's weird though, because they're not big on um, franchises. So you can't really find like a Starbucks or a McDonald's there, which I didn't actually realize until after I'd been. And I was like, wait, we didn't have any Starbucks. <laughs> like absolute white girl moment. Cause I went traveling with a friend a couple of years ago and we basically, it was like a bougie version of backpacking really. Mm. We just went to like every Starbucks in Europe. That was our like big thing. Um, 
But I, I think, yeah, I did really like Japan. It was absolutely beautiful and a great culture. I think one of the places that I actually really want to go to is Amsterdam. One of the only places in like Western Europe that I've not been to. Um, obviously I love Greece, you know, I am Greek. <laughs> Weirdly enough, though, the only places I've been in Greece is uh, the island that I'm from, Sifnos. Big up. Uh, represent. <laughs> My little village. Um, and I think I've like stayed in Piraeus, which is sort of the, the uh, port area. Um, haven't really been to like Athens or mainland Greece at all mm. so I would actually like to visit more of Greece um, and just get to know my culture a bit more. It is one of those places because it's very islandy that there are like community cultures vary from like island to island mm -hmm. and like there are very different foods um, on different islands just because of like how the produce grows and like the soil and all of that kind of thing. So I would, yeah, I'd like to travel around Greece a bit more, mm -hmm. do a bit of that. What about you, Azaria? My favorite places, huh? So I've been to Japan, surprise, surprise, we've all been to Japan. Um, and that was probably one of my favorite places because it's just so different from the UK. Like, I think the, the only place I can relatively compare it to, and it's like a reach, is London, simply for how busy it is um because we went to like the, the busy areas so we never we never really went to like the the more rural areas did we it's all yeah cities. i do i do get what you mean with london it's like one of those really like modern metropolitan cities but damazara japan really you oh it's i it'll... never would have believed that never would have guessed no but it's just so different it's when you step off the plane the air feels different like everything feels different as soon as you land like everyone's so polite in the uk like <laughs> well you'll get your own polite person granted but in japan i feel like with with foreigners they are a little bit more polite because obviously they've you know they've never seen you specifically before from what i experienced they tend to be a little bit more welcoming and pleasantly surprised when i offered someone my seat on the train but <laughs> i remember was... the uh first time i went shopping after we came back from japan mm. and i went to buy a bag for uni or something and i literally uh when i was paying i bowed to the um <laughs> to the person because i was just so used to it after japan like everywhere you go you just like literally kfc everything you just like bow whilst you're handing the money over mm. and like i did the same and i was like what am i doing you look so weird they probably looked at you like a bit like what <laughs> Just say yeah. thanks and leave. I mean, yeah. I feel like this might just be like the northerner in me, but I think Southern England specifically, people um It's not that they're not nice, but strangers in the street, like they won't help you unless you like go up to them and ask for help. And even then they're kind of like, they feel put out. And I mean, you do get that in the North as well, but you can get some nice people in the North. I'm biased. I kind of like the South. <laughs> but, I, do, I like it, but some the people, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I've not only been to Japan, I've been to like a couple of other places as well. I've been to Sweden. Absolutely love Sweden. I cannot fault it apart from this one racial comment that was completely unnecessary, but I'll ignore that. I'll, mm, that's for a different episode, that one. But other than that, Sweden's absolutely lovely. The people are absolutely lovely. 
everyone speaks English because they learn it as part of their curriculum. It's not, you know, weird to go up to someone and start speaking English and they speak pretty much fluent English back to you. So I, I really like Sweden because my, my partner's from Sweden. He speaks Swedish. I'm failing at speaking Swedish. But food is lovely. The air is so, so clean. Like, I come back to England and I feel like I've just put, like, smoke in my nose just deliberately. Like, it just feels so congested. Um, where else? I've been to Denmark. I've been to a Caribbean island called Grenada. I like Grenada for a different reason than the other two countries simply because it's like really really hot and where my family live they live up essentially a massive hill like I don't know how else to explain it but a massive hill um, in a little village and it's very very different from Japan because you will you know you'll go out into the forest and basically get your own food you'll pick your own spice you know you'll raise your own animals like goats and such or you'll hunt your own animals you'll go to a waterfall and you know you, well you can go to a waterfall if you want but back in the day you used to go like to a waterfall and and bathe there and it was completely normal like it's just completely different and i really really like it for that aspect i guess uh, that reminds me a lot of like where I'm from in Greece is it's not completely the same, but you don't really have imports um, other than water because uh, you can't drink the water. It's not properly filtered, so you have to get bottled water. And that's one thing that they've like really struggled with during lockdown is actually being able to get clean water to the islands. They're doing a lot better now, but at the start it was like a really big worry for a lot of them. It is the real rural life you grow your own crops you farm your own food um or like there there are local farmers you know them if you want like meat or something you have to ask them like a few days in advance like hey you know that pig is looking pretty good it's looking juicy yeah and that's kind of like how it works well mainly it's like goat in green which I mean, I love it because my parents lied to me about it as a child. They told me it was lamb and as it turns out it was goat. And I'm just like, why would you even lie about that? Because it's like, I, I didn't even know the difference back then. Did you eat goat? Yeah, but they told me it was lamb. And I was just like, yeah, this is Do some you great like lamb. It? Yeah, it's great. Good, I love good. It. That's the right answer. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Amber, have you ever tried goat? No, I haven't. Um, I'm not very adventurous when it comes to like those kinds of foods. Like, it sounds really, really weird when when you just say, "Hey, have you ever nibbled on a goat?" But when you actually like cook it the right way, it tastes so good. That oh. just sounds like Jurassic Park. When <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how you guys do it, but um, in Greece we do like well, basically every animal in lemon sauce like that's just any type of it there's beef in lemon there's lamb in lemon there's goat in lemon chicken all of it is in lemon because that's like the main thing in greece and olive oil obviously and i like honestly it's so tender oh i'm making myself hungry now and i miss greece as well i haven't been able to go in a while now i'm missing the food and that's just worse because i can't even get it in england like you guys don't know how to make gyros and that makes me sad <laughs> I know how to make curried goat though, and that's what we have. Ooh. Curried goat is, is really tender. But you know what, guys out there listening, one day us three will be able to meet and have, you know, kind of like a potluck together and we'll take a picture and, you know, we'll try and cook goat and force Amber to eat it. 
<laughs> and get her reaction on on the YouTube if yes. we decide to put that on YouTube. Um, okay, so we've talked about our favourite places and places we want to visit next. Um, oh, I didn't say mine. South Korea. I want to go to South Korea next. <laughs> now that we've all said we all want to go, what was it like for everyone to kind of travel on their own without their parents? Because obviously, you know, some people out there might not be at that stage yet. You might still you know, need to go on holiday with your parents, you know, your parents will book the tickets, the hotel, if you're having one, you know, the flights, everything like that. They might book everything and you've got no clue. So for us, what was it like the whole finding the cheapest prices for like the best quality kind of thing? How did that go? Uh, Well, for me, I used Airbnb when I was booking for South Korea and Japan just to get the cost down because at that time I was obviously a student and working a part-time job uh, for the time being, so I needed to get it as cheap as possible. Um, That wasn't that difficult because obviously Airbnb have an app um, and it pretty, if you go on there, you can filter what you're kind of looking for and it has reviews on there as well. And it's always, I always say, always go for the the one that has the most uh, good reviews because that obviously says something good about it. Um, with flights and everything, I went through a provider, so I did go through Thomas Cook. Um, sadly, they've um, gone bust now, but I went through cool. them and got flights and um, made sure that I had all the paperwork and that they could give it out to me step by step instead of doing it that way. And then when it came down to obviously leaving the country and going um, to Japan and South Korea, I'm pretty organised in the way that I am anyway. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a bit OCD when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I had everything in a little file um, in sections, sectioned off of like my flight tickets and my Airbnb bookings and my hotel bookings and things like that um, and kept it all separate. So then I knew like what I needed on each day, making it a little bit more organized as it were um, to suit my needs compared to say what my family would normally do because obviously that's something that my mum would sort out um so I've kind of picked up that trait from my mum I'd say plus I do get to the um airport like four hours earlier than I'm supposed to just so then I'm definitely there on time <laughs> I definitely remember when I was going to from South Korea to Japan I think me and my sister got there six hours early and obviously because everything was in Korean and I I couldn't speak Korean uh, very well at that time. I didn't know that you could actually go sit um, where the duty free was. So we were sat outside just waiting for like three hours before we could actually like check in, even though we could have checked in three hours before. So we were sat there and just chilling in the airport, like entrance way for three hours. (laughs) So I would always just, if you're ever in that situation, and just see if you can go up to the desk and see if you can check in first. That's my only problem that I had, was me just not being able to kind of read it because it was kind of all in Korean. There wasn't much English. Mm. Other than that, my mine was okay. What about you guys? What about you, Melina? Yeah, I mean, I feel lucky be traveling in like the modern era when we have things like um, apps to translate and things like that and 4G. Um, so that you can sort of get internet access most places. Yeah, when I was traveling, most of the time, well, I have IBS, so I always get like very anxious when I'm traveling and I always want to make sure that like up early enough and I'm, I, I know absolutely everything that I'm doing so that I'm, you know, prepared in case I start feeling sick or anything. I don't have like travel sickness or anything. And I think that's because I've been traveling 
since a very young age. Yeah, I think it's just like the idea of, you know, starting this long journey. I always make sure that, I mean, I always bring like my bag, my suitcase, and then I always bring like a fanny pack because I keep all of like the good stuff in there. And then it's like literally on me and it can't be like removed from me. I always like, yeah, always keep my password. Even if I'm just going to like the shops or something, I always keep my passport with me whilst I'm traveling just because I'm like so worried in case something happens. That's always my big thing about traveling is remember your passport and money. And that's literally, and your phone, obviously. Anything else can be replaced if absolutely necessary. But those three things are like what you absolutely need. Whenever I've traveled, I've always tried to plan with whoever I'm traveling with. I love making like a proper, proper in-depth plan about like where we're going each day, what we're doing and like properly trying to maximize time as much as possible. Like when I was traveling through Europe with my friend, we literally sat down, we said like, right, what are the main attractions that we want to see? What do we want to do? How much time will we need? Uh, because we did interrailing. So that's basically where you go through Europe on the train lines that sort of connect around Europe. Um, so we went from like Paris to Milan and then Milan to Austria to Vienna and then Vienna to Prague and Prague to Berlin. So we had to make sure that like we were on time for the trains, that we had somewhere to stay. We used hostels, but we personally use like private rooms. And again, we used online sites like Travago to work out like how safe everything was to make sure that like everything had a good review and we weren't just like going to a really dodgy area. And yeah, we always made sure to like check in with family and friends. So everyone knew where we were. And my big thing is if you're traveling with another person, always stick together because you know, as, as much as, as confident as you might feel, it's still better just to be on the safe side and just to have like another person there. What about you, Azaria? I found it quite interesting actually. Like I wasn't scared or anything like the first time I traveled without my parents. I found it just interesting, different almost because it was kind of like every time I went traveling, my parents, at least one parent would be there kind of taking control of everything. But this time it's like, oh, the world's a very, very big place and I'm such a small person. <laughs> what if, what happens if something goes wrong? I can't say, mom, can you fix this for me? <laughs> like I've got to kind of deal with it myself. I feel like I'm an adult now, finally getting this sorted myself. And it's just the, the process of booking tickets to yourself, looking for like the cheapest deals. Well, maybe not the cheapest, but like the best deals like the ones that are the best value you know looking for hotels in specific places like you know with the most interest spots in it um, I feel like that is an essential part of starting to travel without your parents um, is just just the planning you know maybe you know involving your parents in like a discussion of oh would this be okay sure um, but actually going out without them is probably like the biggest step into what I feel is adulthood. And that sounds very uh, cheesy and cliche, um, which is to be expected of me because I'm very cheesy and cliche. But even before COVID, I didn't really travel on my own. I think the only time I traveled 
literally on my own without anyone else was when I went to Sweden to see my partner. And that was interesting um, because it was getting to Sweden that was fine. It's the fact that um, I almost missed my plane coming back that wasn't fine. Um, so that was a case of if I get stuck, am I going to have to pay, you know, however much money for another ticket? And I think that's the thing that scares me the most is what if you get stranded in a place that you you're not that familiar with you know say you've got no charge on your phone nowhere to charge your phone you've got no money or anything like that and you can't speak the local language say that happens and then what <laughs> so that's probably my biggest fear it's probably irrational that's that's probably one of the things i was worried about when i first started traveling on my own so so i've kind of touched on it already but obviously what are your like biggest fears when traveling mine was kind of specific to traveling alone but generic travel fears shall we say um, i'm I just think... trying to think what mine are but yeah i mean i think like um, with what you said yeah million about... you want to go yeah can do um especially to do with what you were saying about um like if you didn't have your phone and things it is actually kind of scary how much we rely on like technology at the moment to like help with travel to different countries like most of the time people will go abroad and they won't even learn like the basics of the language because they can just get by using a translator app or checking like Google Maps or something to find places to go. And I think for me, that is like a big worry being stuck somewhere. And I think as well, you know, there are a lot of countries where there are like a lot of natural disasters. I went to Bali a few years ago and we got stuck in a major earthquake. That terrified me. It wasn't the actual like earthquake that was the problem. It was the idea of like being away from the person that I was with, like getting separated and then not having a phone, not knowing the language. Literally, we were stuck on this island and the airport is on the beach and there was a typhoon warning. And we were sitting there like, what happens if there's a typhoon? Like, does that mean that we just can't get a flight out of Bali? Are we going to get stuck here? So I was... A I was very worried about that you know just things that are out of your control and again like obviously outside factors crime that's a big one i remember like when i went to paris with my mum and my sister someone stole my mum's purse and thankfully we were in a shop and they caught the person but it, it was that second of like looking down to your bag realizing you know literally all the money that you've brought for the trip is gone. And then obviously having a panic, but the um, security guard came up to us. He couldn't speak English and I only speak like limited French. And he was saying like, oh, I think that guy's like gone off with your purse. Like tell, he was asking us the color of the person, things like that, you know, like what's the ID, what's the number, all of that kind of thing. So that he could make sure that it was obviously going back to the right person. But it, it is like scary. As a tourist, you just look so out of place and people can very easily use that against you. The only thing I can think of is running out of money. Mm. Um, just because I am a shopaholic, I will definitely own up to that now. Um, so I like to spend a lot of money and I don't want to get to that point where I've been there for say five days and then I've run out of money. 
So that's the only thing that I fear the most is like making sure that I've put enough money aside to get myself by for like the food and everything and the travel compared to what I can spend. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, that's the kind of only thing that I can think of is just to make sure that you've definitely saved up enough money to last you however long that you're going um, on your traveling. I, when I went to Japan, I was like just spending so much but I, I didn't run out of money because I'd, I'd saved, like I'd actually got a job just before we went to Japan in 2016, 2016. Oh, that feels so long ago now. 2016 is when we started university. <laughs> so if you listen to our previous podcast, you'll know that we're all feeling quite, um, yeah, time is a construct. Because oh. we started in 2016. And uh, we're no longer in undergraduate study anymore. So there's that. Um, so if you had to, just as one one final thing for everyone listening at home, in the car, at a birthday party, if you don't really like the person you're with, what is one <laughs> one tip for all of our listeners for you know having a great holiday? It doesn't have to be about money. It could just be about the experience. So just one or two tips about having a great holiday. I'd say research the place that you're going to and don't necessarily go to places where you think are most popular. Try and find something unique. Like in Japan, for example, everyone goes to Tokyo and, you know, but why not try Kyoto? Why not try like Osaka, for example, or the, the more rural areas as well? Because there's so many things out there um, to see and discover. So try try something new yeah i think for me um something that i probably wouldn't have realized is it's actually a good thing to go traveling with people who maybe don't share the same interests as you because you get to see things that you never would have thought of before anytime that i've been traveling with someone and they've like brought something up that i never would have thought of at first i probably am a bit apprehensive about it but when you actually go and like visit these places it, it does make a difference and usually those are the things in the trip where you know surprisingly it's one of the best things i also think maybe don't be too upset if you can't do absolutely everything um especially in like really touristy areas it's not always going to be something you can do i think it's that kind of acceptance that like yeah it's not going to be exactly what you make it but that doesn't mean that it can't be an amazing trip anyway okie dokie and i guess my tip would be to it's kind of a contrasting one so bear with me but it's to essentially take pictures of of where you go you know make sure you you make those memories that you can look back on but don't be so engrossed in your phone and don't be so engrossed in your technology that you have with you just pay attention to what's around you pay attention to the fact that you're not in your usual environment and you you know you might not get a chance to see it again so granted take as many pictures as you want but don't be too engrossed in it if you know one thing's not in the right place or you know you catch something at not the perfect time that's fine that's all part of the experience but make sure you pay attention to what your where you physically are um you know like when pokemon go warns you not to walk into people's back gardens don't walk into people's back gardens you know just pay attention to your surroundings and please for the love of bejeebus please be careful when you go traveling don't just go out and walk into cacti for fun or something dumb like that so 
Does anyone else have some closing words for us before we depart? Stranger danger is a real thing. Mm. Be careful. Seriously, I know your parents will probably have had amazing stories about the stranger that they met on their holiday back in the 80s or whatever, but seriously, be very careful of people that you meet abroad. Some, you know, sometimes they will be absolutely lovely people and they will just be there to help you. But, you know, still, that's just the same in any country, in your own country. Don't just like, you know, stranger danger. Come on. Go out and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty contrasting, but yeah. (laughs) Go out and have fun, but stranger danger. I I think that's like the key message in general, even though realistically if we were to go out we would all be very 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 cautious (laughs) because i think that's that's the kind of people we are so i want to thank everyone again for having to listen to our fourth episode of flunner talks hopefully it's actually something that's been quite interesting for you because it's been really fun for us to record as well um and you know it's something for you to listen to get involved in and of course as usual if there's anything you want us to talk about or you know you haven't liked some content that we've posted just let us know and on what socials can they speak to us on uh, you've got the YouTube channel, so if you just want to like and subscribe to that and press the bell notification on there, I do answer all the comments as well. So if you want to put anything in the comments section from like last week's episodes and things, I will get back to you on there. And then we've got the Twitter as well, that's Flaner Talks. And then we've got the um, Instagram as well, which is Flaner Talks Podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got our website as well. Yeah, so the podcast can be found on the website. Um, the youtube channel and also spotify you'll find all the links on the website for the specific episode and we'll also have the links to our social media on there as well excellent so we have been the three musketeers of flaneur talks for this week so thank you guys for listening and as always make sure you're staying safe wash your hands you dirty pig all right (laughs) (laughs) bye everyone bye bye